Dr. Michael Roizen. Dr. Michael Roizen. You, the Owner's Manual Radio Show. You're listening to You, the Owner's Manual Radio Podcast on Radio MD, iHeart, or wherever you download us from. Thank you very much for doing it. I'm your host, Dr. Mike Roizen. This is 1139B, which the Bs are always guest segments, and we have a great one because I don't think we've ever talked about glaucoma, its prevention, its treatment, and what you should do and why you should do it every year. Hopefully you do that. January, I've learned, is National Glaucoma Month. It's the first time I learned it because our guest, who is Dr. Daniel LaRoche, his website, advancedicareny.com, advancedicareny for newyork.com, is where you can read up more about him and get in touch with him. As you know, eyes are just so important. I think they're, in my mind, if I lost my vision, obviously I enjoy reading so much and do so much of it that I worry about my eyes. And I was instrumental, Dr. LaRoche, long time ago in getting mandatory protective eyewear for squash. I played a lot of a game called squash and captained the U.S. team in the Pan-American Games. But before I did that, I was head of the Medical Advisory Committee, and I showed the board of directors the goriest eye pictures I could of squash injuries every year. And the third year I was doing that, they said, okay, enough, Mike, we'll vote for mandatory protective eyewear, and they did. And that, I think, changed the eye injury rate from squash and then racquetball subsequently adopted much more protection, too. So I have a great admiration of eye surgeons. I know that it's probably the specialty that were I to have be able to look at the eye, I would have done that instead of internal medicine and anesthesia. I went in and became an ICU doc. But in any case, tell us about glaucoma. What is glaucoma? Why should we be concerned about it, especially as we get older? Yes. Thank you, Pat Alimini and Holiday Glaucoma. Glaucoma is the leading cause of preventable blindness around the world. It's usually caused by elevated eye pressure. If you touch your eye, there's a pressure. Your normal eye pressure is about 15. And with glaucoma, the pressure becomes elevated to 18 or higher. What causes that? Well, inside the eye, we have a lens, and the enlarging lens inside the eye is the most identifiable cause of glaucoma. And when the pressure is elevated, it damages the optic nerve, which is connected to the eye from the brain. So the pressure in the eye pushes back on the optic nerve and damages your eyesight if you've got a high pressure. Is that what glaucoma is? That's the most common cause, is elevated eye pressure. And how do you get the elevated eye pressure? What causes that? Well, the most identifiable cause of the elevated eye pressure is enlargement of the lens inside the eye. The lens enlarges with age, and it can increase in size about 30%. And as it gets larger, it could push against the iris, narrowing the drainage angle, also rub up against the iris with the zonules, releasing pigment that blocks the drainage angle. 
And so this process usually starts around the age of 50. Doesn't happen with everybody, but in people with larger lenses, it's most likely to occur. Also, other risk factors are people with trauma. We're talking about squash injuries, people that are nearsighted, people with a head glaucoma, far-sighted individuals also. These are other risk factors for glaucoma. So it's very important that you want to get your eyes checked. Go check your vision, check for cataracts, check for glasses, check your eye pressure, check for retinopathy. We have a huge obesity crisis in the United States and the high amount of diabetes. And diabetes can lead to bleeding inside the eye and retinopathy that can also subsequently lead to a glaucoma called neovascular glaucoma. So these are all things you want to get your eyes checked for the appropriate intervention early when needed. And so it's the message today. We get the pressure measured in what technique? How do we measure that? And is it painful? Now, since I get it measured every year by one technique, Tell me, there are a variety of techniques, aren't there? Sure. When you get your eyes in, they'll place an anesthetic drop inside the eye, which anesthetizes the cornea. And there's a device called the Bowman Applination Sonometer. And they'll place a fluorescent dye drop. And with fluorescent, have an application of this device against the eye, which you do not feel. And as it applicates, give you a pressure method. So that's the most common method to get eye pressure to care. Now, if your pressure is high, then they'll do a test called goviopathy, where they'll place like a lens on the corner and look at the drainage of the eye to see if there's damage in the drainage, if it's open, closed, if there's a high amount of pigmentation, to see if they can see what's causing the elevated eye pressure. The most common causes of elevated eye pressure for the large lens that can either narrow the drainage angle and or lead to pigment liberation construction of the jangle. And when that occurs, we have good news. We can treat that safely with earlier cataract surgery and microbial surgery. Now, let me go back and ask something. We're often told to have lutein and zeaxanthine as well as omega-3s to prevent macular degeneration or to decrease that, as well as so to have sun protection, that is to always wear glasses that are tinted when we're out in the sun, and to avoid tobacco and vaping, etc. Those are for macular degeneration. But I'm asking, is the pigment, does the pigment get more likely to break off if we have a lot of lutein and zeaxanthine, or is it not related to the amount in our diet or our supplements? Well, that's a good question. The healthy diet, the supplements, the vitamins, the antioxidants, the exercise, the meditation, the relaxation, those are all things that help keep your eye healthy by reducing the oxidation that takes place during cataract formation. And so, for example, if you're not healthy, you're much more likely to get cataract formation and increased thickness in the lens inside the eye. And that's sort of the trigger for the angle exposure, the increased pigment liberation that occurs. But if you're very healthy, your lens won't grow as fast. It will be more clearer, less cataractogenic, and you'll be able to solve off glaucoma much more, maybe not even develop glaucoma, as you age. 
So that's how it helps with glaucoma. And then also the lutein and grains have been very useful to help stay off macular degeneration as well. So getting more of those isn't necessarily bad, but is really good for us. Absolutely. We're talking, by the way, since I ought to remind you, with Dr. Daniel LaRoche, L-A-R-O-C-H-E. He's a glaucoma specialist at Advanced Eye Care, A-D-V-A-N-C-E-D-E-Y-E-C-A-R-E-N-Y, advancedeyecarenny.com. That's how you can get a hold of him. And obviously, he is a specialist in treating, if you will, glaucoma. And there are, as he said, two types. There's narrow angle and, I guess, normal angle glaucoma. Is that What's the other? Narrow angle is one type. What's the other one called? Yeah, angle closure and open angle for the most common. And that's usually both associated with the enlarging lens inside the eye. There are many other secondary types of glaucoma that are less common, like neovascular glaucoma, congenital glaucoma, neoviatic glaucoma, the whole spectrum. But there's a much more less common. The better and better one I'm talking to your audience about today is an open angle and angle closure. That's the most common etiology for that is an enlarging lens inside the eye. So with early cataract surgery, early detection, we can prevent glaucoma, prevent blindness, really put a dent in preventing bias from glaucoma. Now, when someone is told by their doctor, you've got early cataracts, does that early cataract, if you, in other words, they say you've got early cataracts, you don't have a problem yet, maybe in five or 10 years, you'll need to have a cataract removal and replacement. Does that delay increase the risk of glaucoma? Actually, yes. I've seen a lot of that still today. Let me go back. 25 years ago, Cataract surgery was not as safe as it is today. We really try to delay cataracts right here because we had to make a large incision inside the eye. The healing was a lot longer. There were a lot of stitches involved. And it was a much bigger procedure that was not as successful. But now, today, cataract surgery is much safer. We use a 2 millimeter, 2.5 millimeter incision, which we don't even need to do a stitch. And experiencing it, it can take anywhere from 5 to 15 minutes. And people can go to work the same day, see the same day, oftentimes. So the cataract surgery is much safer. So in my practice, what I say to patients if they have a cataract is that, okay, what's going to trigger us taking this cataract down is one, it interferes with your vision, where you can't read as well, where you can't see sight as well, or if the eye pressure starts to go up. If you have a normal eye pressure in the 15, 16, 17 range, we can still watch it. But if your eye pressure goes up to about 18, 19, 20 or higher, then it's time to take it out because that's indicating that this large lens is starting to damage your drainage side in the eye. And so the earlier you take it out, the better you can stay off glaucoma. Wow. That's quite a eye opener, if you'll pardon the use of that word for me, because at least I've seen so many notes on patients saying early cataracts, they can wait five, 10 years, whatever. And what you're telling me now is that delay may in fact increase the risk of higher pressures, which is glaucoma, 
and where cataracts are a serious condition, obviously glaucoma, I rate as much more serious because it threatens the basic nerves that you see with. Am I getting that right? Absolutely. If you go to PubMed.gov, you look up my publications. I have several articles describing this in detail. How my approach to glaucoma is evolved to initial cataract surgery and microinvasive glaucoma surgery. Because we know now when we use eye drops to lower the eye pressure, it doesn't address the mechanism of the glaucoma, which is a large lens in the eye. And we have studies that show that the longer you're on the eye drops, the glaucoma can still get worse. And then when you want to do the cataract surgery and microinvasive glaucoma surgery, it reduces the success of it because there's more damage to the drain. Wow. We're talking, and this is very informative to me. Thank you, Daniel LaRoche. Daniel LaRoche is a ophthalmologist, Ivy League trained, who is at advancedicareny.com, a specialist in glaucoma, and is teaching me an awful lot. I hope he's teaching you an awful lot as well. You've been listening to You, the Owner's Manual, 1139B. The Bs are always great guests who are informative as heck, as Dr. Daniel Roche has been today. Thank you. We are brought to you, as usual, by GreatAgeReboot.com and Life's First Naturals.com. Life's First Naturals are the makers of True Biotics and Bovine Colostrum, neither of which do I know have anything directly to do with the eye, but both of which are very useful, at least preventing upper respiratory infections and even the side effect of bloating and gastric thinning from non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. You can find the data on their website, lifesfirstnaturals.com, and which will give you some indication why I take both regularly. My own website, greatagereboot.com, and the Reboot Your Age app. Remember that Dr. LaRoche is at advancedicareny.com. I want to thank Caitlin for engineering. This is, I think, the second last program that Caitlin will be engineering as she moves on. And Caitlin, you've been marvelous and wonderful for, I think, five years of engineering for us. So thank you. We'll still be on the air. New engineer coming in in two weeks. But in the meantime, I want to thank you for downloading us and listening to us. That's the reason we do this. The A's are always the latest medical news of the week, what it means to you. The B's, very informative, just like Dr. Daniel LaRoche has been today. Thank you, Dr. LaRoche. Caitlin, thank you. And especially our listeners, thank you.